This podcast is brought to you by the Royal College of Physicians. Are you thinking about a career in medicine? Looking for specialty careers information? You can now join the Royal College of Physicians as a medical student and access careers information covering 30 medical specialties that the RCP represents, including clinical medicine journal articles, web stream lectures and teach-ins, plus elective funding opportunities. Visit www.rcplondon.ac.uk to join today for just £1 per month. So, hello and a very warm welcome to the Stomatology Podcast. In this podcast, we shall do a very quick run-through of acne, its crucial epidemiology, pathogenesis, clinical features and principles of treatment. Acne may be defined as a chronic inflammatory condition of the skin, that primarily affects the pilosebaceous units. It is a very common condition, but is slightly less common in Asians and Blacks. It tends to affect people most during puberty, and it is thought that up to 40% of 16 to 18-year-olds are affected. The disease tends to affect the pilosebaceous units, found predominantly in the head and upper trunk areas. The etiology of acne is complex, involving an interplay of hormonal activity, bacterial growth, abnormal keratinization, and immune hypersensitivity. It is thought that the primary lesion in acne is increased formation of keratin within the hair follicle itself. This excess keratin blocks the pore and forms what is known as a microcomedome. There then follows a phase of inflammatory activity surrounding the comedone, thought to be driven by P. acnes, a bug that is usually found around the pilosebaceous units. Bacterial lipases convert lipids into fatty acids, which in combination with the keratin drive an inflammatory reaction. This inflammatory action then leads to further plugging of the pore, distension and inflammatory changes. The enlarging pore is called a closed comedone or whitehead. Often this structure ruptures, causing leakage of pro-inflammatory substances into the dermis. This results in a further surrounding inflammatory reaction and the formation of pustules, papules and nodules. The clinical features of acne are well represented on this photograph and include the presence of multiple types of lesions on the face, but they can also often be found on the upper back and the chest. These types of lesions include both open and closed comedones, papules, pustules and nodules. It is very important to be able to recognise the clinical features of nodulocystic acne i.e. that where there are nodules, as this is the most scarring type and dictates need for relatively urgent treatment. Investigations are rarely done in the management of acne unless an underlying disorder is suspected, such as polycystic ovarian syndrome, Cushing's or congenital adrenal hyperplasia. The management of acne may be broadly divided into conservative and medical. Conservative measures basically include patient education surrounding skin care, 
For example, it is advised that patients avoid the use of excess oily skin treatments and cosmetics. It is also very important as part of any acne assessment to explore the psychological impact of the disease on the patient and provide the necessary support as required. The medical management that is deployed will depend on the severity of the condition. However, generally a stepwise approach is taken. The first step is to consider the use of topical preparations such as benzyl peroxide. These have both an antimicrobial and an anticomodomal effect, but may cause some skin irritation in patients. In addition, it is important to advise patients to wash their hands after application as benzyl peroxide can stain clothes. Topical retinoids such as tretinoin and isotretinoin are often used as an alternative to benzyl peroxide. The next step is to consider the use of topical antibacterial creams. Examples include topical erythromycin and clindamycin. While effective, treatment must be continued for at least six months. Oral antibiotics should be considered in moderate to severe inflammatory acne that has been unresponsive to topical therapy. Common antibiotics used include oxytetracycline, doxycycline and minocycline. Once again, it is important to reassess patients after a period of three months of treatment to check for a response. The final step to consider for use in the most severe cases is the use of oral retinoids such as isotretinoin, known by its trade name of Roaccutane. This drug works by inhibiting sebaceous gland function and reducing abnormal keratinization in the pilosebaceous unit. As it tackles one of the key issues with acne formation, it is known to be extremely effective. Unfortunately, it has lots of different side effects, including teratogenicity, an abnormal lipid profile, and hepatitis. For this reason, it is only licensed for prescription under the supervision of a consultant dermatologist. So, that completes this brief podcast on acne. I hope to see you again soon.